Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, Every single week, we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high-performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. My friends, I'm Brendan Burchard, host of The Brendan Show and founder of GrowthDay.com, and I'm honored to be your high-performance coach today. I believe that every day 
we can be inspired, we can live with intention and purpose, we can bring the joy and honor the struggles of each day to push ourselves, to, to grow, to serve, to be a role model, to lead extraordinary lives. I believe that every day is a great day to grow. That's why I started my company, growthday.com. It's an online personal growth platform where you can get me and the world's best personal development teachers live, coaching you every week, sharing our wisdom, keeping you motivated and accountable, encouraging you to find the aliveness and the connection and meaning of life that we're all after. If you're not a member yet, please go sign up at growthday.com and join our huge worldwide community of achievers. For less than a dollar a day, you get the world's best teachers live every week. And look, you've probably known for a long time that you needed some expert guidance and inspired community and life-changing tools. So please, your breakthrough awaits you at growthday.com. Now, let's get to today's episode, my friends. Please listen closely. Maybe you take some notes so you remember these insights of personal growth. And share this episode with three of your friends because we all have to share more positive messages in the world today. So share this with three friends, just like you who are committed to their personal growth. And also be sure to tag me or DM me on Instagram at Brendan Burchard. Join our million plus community there on Instagram so I can say hi. Thanks again for listening. Now let's begin. next five are just tactical things every leader has got to remember to do in order to allow that forum for people to support what they create for having those vision decisions for making sure there's alignment and autonomy for making sure that you're embodying it and showing it to people and ultimately making sure you're managing the energy and the resilience of the groups so here we go practice number one is you must establish the rhythm of the teams. You've got to establish the rhythm. And what that means is, let's say you're running an organization. The rhythm of the organization results in, in two, two ways I want you to think about it. There's an internal rhythm, the way that you meet, the way that you set goals, the, 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 the rhythm of planning your quarter or your OKRs, your KPIs. It's all the internal rhythm of the things that you do to function and run the business, right? Then there's the external rhythm. That is your release rhythm. That is your launch rhythm. That's your marketing rhythm. That's the public facing publicity rhythm. It's what the world sees of you. Now, those two rhythms are sometimes different. They're different in, in organizationally. They're different in families. They're different in how you might run a, a, a new team versus an, a, a, an established team. But it's so important that you as a leader take that on the helm of like, oh, what does that need to look like? And you won't know, unfortunately, until you practice principle number one, people support what they create. I'll give you an example. In, in my company right now, we're, we're, we're added a, a whole bunch of new people and we're still trying to figure out, okay, what's this new rhythm going to look like? And so the new team has to come in and, and see the rhythm we're doing now. And then we've got to adjust and pivot to the new team to establish the norms. You all know this from storm and forming and norming in team research experience. Well, our, our job is to figure out, okay, what should that rhythm be? 
on across the company, like your all hands meetings and processes, to what each team or each organizational unit does, or how you're going to improve. Families have to do this too. So you're a parent, okay, what's your family rhythm? What do you do Monday through Sundays? What are your rituals? What are those time slots that you're going to repeat? You might have a rhythm that you have uh, with your partner or spouse. You go out to date nights on Fridays, right? Or you might have a rhythm that you have with this child versus that child in order to create that connection with them. Everything has to be thought of in terms of a rhythm or a ritual or a patterned calendar slot in order for everyone to feel like, oh, we're, we're moving in unison here. When leaders don't establish or work to establish with their teams or their culture or their families what the rhythm is going to be, everything feels random all the time. Everything feels like we're fighting fires, fighting, fighting. It always feels like we're fighting fighters, we're in emergency mode, and we're going to burn out. And so I see this all the time, and it's the hardest part because you as a leader often don't know what the rhythm needs to be yet. It has to happen in motion, which is why it's so important to be a good listener. So many leaders come into new companies and when they come into new companies, you know, I recently, uh, I think it was last, it was two quarters ago, helped a CEO transition into a company where they had 12,000 employees. And I got brought in by the board because he was in trouble. And so I got brought in his 360 evaluations from the whole team. He'd only been there like six months. Everyone hated the guy. And I couldn't, like, it took a while to figure out. Very likable, emotionally intelligent, fun, smart business person. And I'm like, what? What is going on? And what I found out was when he came into the company, he said, well, this, is, this has to be our rhythm. Here's our quarterly goals. This is our yearly goals. This is how we meet and just imposed a rhythm on an existing team. They weren't ready for that. And so it was like a revolt. And for them, they got used to doing something. This whole thing changed everything. It was too fast. And if you're an organizational leader, you know that. That's super hard. It always happens. Every company goes through it. Transitions in leadership are always difficult, always challenging. But your job is to be aware of that. And your job, if you're, if you're the person who has that vision decision, you have to work really hard to establish that normal rhythm, normal meeting cadence, normal way about trying to achieve a goal, normal way of managing a project, normal way of meeting a, a quarterly you know, stretch. Like you, you have to establish that. And you're probably going to need help with it. This is a great distinction between where leadership and management diverge. Leaders work with managers to establish that, people support what they create, to establish that rhythm. And often the leader doesn't actually manage the rhythm. They help set it up, they agree to it, they go. And then there's project managers, there's mid-level managers, there's other people who are going to make sure that that rhythm happens. Right? Same thing might happen in your family. You might say, okay, we're all going to do this, but you might not be the person who always makes that thing happen. You might be like, you might have some support. You might have an assistant. You might assign the rhythm of the kids to the older kid, right? That, you, <laughs> that there's an assignment happening there, but you need to be aware of it and ensure that rhythm is happening with great energy. The second big idea is that in that rhythm, your job as a leader is to consistently repeat 
What is the vision? What are our beliefs? What should we focus on and not focus on? It's a repetition. What's the vision? What do we believe here? What are we working on? What are we not working on? What's the vision here? What do we do together here? What do we believe? What do we work on? What do we not? It's, you know, I often teach my own teams. I, I call this like fighting for focus. It's like the, the leader's job is to say the same thing so many times it finally sinks in. And you hope when you're leading teams that they get it. It takes years to get it. You can say the same thing. Uh, and I've had the blessing of, of working with U.S. presidents, two of them now. And one of the common things that they always share, and you can read this in their books too, from presidential uh, candidates and presidents, literally, you know, uh, 200 years back, they all say the same thing. They're so surprised by how often they have to say the same thing. They, they can't believe that they, they have to go from this organization, that organization, this team, that they have to say the same thing over and over. They have to repeat it. Here's our values. Here's our vision. Here's what we're after. Here's what we're focused on. It has to be so repetitive. You have to build that. People need to hear things how many times before they get it? Not seven, dozens, right? They have to hear it seven times to understand it or to repeat it or to memorize it to operationalize it over the long term, now you're talking about hundreds of times. That's the difference between understanding and memorization and operationalizing. That's why too many leaders get in trouble. They think, I already said it. It's like, you did, you said it, they understood it, but they didn't operationalize it. So high levels of repetition are the most important things. What are we about here? What do we believe? What are we gonna do and not do? So hard, so hard, so hard. Very important that you have that on top of my hey it's brendan jumping back in here again are you looking to go to the next level in your life right now the next level of joy abundance success then you already know that you need to journal about your lessons learned in your life you got to track your moods and your habits you have to learn from the best personal development coaches and teachers in the world and you got to stay inspired and accountable so that you can be more focused disciplined joyous and keep growing that's what the Growth Day app is going to help you to do, my friend. It's the world's first all-in-one personal development app. It has all of the tools you need, all the coaching and the community that you need to level up, to progress every week, to track your breakthroughs, and to keep growing in every area of your life consistently over the long term. So go start your transformation right now at growthday.com or just download the Growth Day app on your phone right now. Every day, you can keep improving. Every day, we are here for you. And every day is truly a great day to grow together. So let's make self-improvement a way of life. Let's make that self-improvement stick. Go to growthday.com right now. Third thing, third major practice for great leadership. Uh, I try to teach my own internal teams this, that you have to ensure mindful striving as a leader. What that means is you've got to know when to hit the gas and when to slow it down. You've got to know when to take on the project and when not, all not in terms of how to achieve it, because management can do that, but how to achieve it with harmony and sanity and avoiding burnout. And 
everyone struggles with this because you know what? If you're a leader, you probably have a bunch of high performers. You have great talent, right? And if you're really a high achieving leader, you've got amazing talent all around you and everyone wants to go and go 99.99 miles an hour all the time. But every race you've ever seen on a track, the cars have pit stops. The cars got to take the pit stop in order to function at a high level over and over. So you got to build in the pit stops. You got to build in the celebrations. You got to say, not now, this one thing. I know you want to do that, but let's do this. And that always takes a lot of discussion and conversation, but you hold the heart of the organization. You have to know when you're pushing too hard and you have to know when you have to just ask for patience. You have to know when it's letting off the gas a little bit. You have to know when like, okay, we're going to take a little bit less you know, in this revenue or this quarter than we usually would. But you know what? Our people are stretched right now. And that's the hardest part. That's really ensuring that there's a harmony and an ongoing joy and the ability to have high performance. The reason most people don't like organizational leaders is because the organizational leaders burn them out. And so knowing that you hold the heart and the energy and the resilience of the company reminds you, like, how do we ensure that we mindfully strive? Mindfully striving means not burning out, but mindfulness also means being attentive to the awesome things that are happening. Because so many people, you know what? You know when burnout sucks? When there's no appreciation, when there's no celebration. A lot of people will push themselves super hard as long as they're appreciated and there's some celebration and we're making the impact. If you take away the impact, you take away the appreciation now it just feels like the grind. Being mindful in real life, like our personal development, mindfulness means we establish a peace and a, and a harmony and a gratitude and consciousness to the moment. We're present and enjoying the journey. And you, ensuring that the journey is being enjoyed by the team, that's mindful striving. We're going for big things together, but we're being mindful. Mindful to one another, mindful to our to opportunities, mindful to our customers, mindful and grateful for the opportunities at hand. Fourth big idea is as, as you are trying to evaluate how you're doing, because evaluating the progress of you, the collaborators, the vision is so central to what you constantly have to do. Remember, you're kind of have that leadership vision on you, trying to see where are we out of alignment? Where are we not doing well? I always tell, especially new leaders or new managers of position, um, but also parents all the time, it's like, it's more important for you to evaluate habits than outcomes. New leaders tend to obsess about the outcome, the KPI, the OKR. They, 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 be, they bemoan, they brutalize everybody on the final results, what's on the spreadsheet, what's in the metrics, what's in the panels of data. And they, it's all about that. And unfortunately, they forget those things aren't real. Those things are outcomes. You don't need to, like those outcomes happened. Why did they happen? Because there were habits at play. My job isn't to evaluate the quality of this thing. My job is to evaluate the quality of this thing. So one reason, as an example, high performance habits kind of took over the world because it taught a lot of people. It's like, oh, measuring people's personalities or strengths 
or a lot of these other assessment tools out there actually don't correlate with long-term success, well-being, or positive relationships. What does? The high-performance habits. Because our habits create our outcomes over the long-term. Our habits create our real relationships, create peace of mind or not, create the ultimate results. So you're evaluating the habits of the team more than the outcome. And when you do that, now you're speaking their language versus speaking the language of the spreadsheet leader. And no one wants to work for the spreadsheet leader. They want to work with the person who has the heart and soul who can talk about behavior and behavior change and patterns. And what, what patterns do you need to recognize? The habits of your team, the habits of your consumers, the habits of your kids, the habits of your spouse, the habits of your community, of your church. Like It's all about what are our collective habits? Because if we improve those, the panels, the outcomes, the KPIs and the OKRs get better. But if you start with those and you get obsessed about those and you're trying to manage and lead people to those, they get frustrated, bored, detached. It's not inspiring. What's inspiring is how do we summon the best of who we are together? That's inspiring. That's motivating. That's leadership. Last big idea here today with you all is it's a simple practice. And I tease this out from the conversation about uh, mindful striving, but because I think it's so important. And that is you have to teach the teams, teach the people who are leading, teach the, the, the people who you're impacting. You, you have to teach everybody the importance of recognizing our oneness and sharing love along the journey. That is, we are in this together and I appreciate you and I want to celebrate you. I want to make you the hero. I want to elevate other people. It's the sharing of love on the journey is so important that people forget about. It's the heart and the soul of leadership. It's like very few people understand that leadership is just a format, a function of loving other people. Because you'll never last as a leader unless you genuinely like people. If you don't love other people, if you don't love elevating them, if you don't love listening to them, if you don't love celebrating their wins, if you don't love working hard together to make something happen, you'll never last. Please don't elevate yourself to a leadership position. If you dislike people, we don't need more jerk leaders. What we need is people who are operating from their heart and who love to celebrate other people and why they love to celebrate other people because they recognize the oneness, they recognize the humanity. I'm like you, you're like me. We can, even though we might see things differently, be from different places, have completely different socioeconomic realities. Here we are together. We've decided to pursue this vision together. We have that vision, we've made the decision, we're all in, we're gonna do it together. And as we do it together, if I can ensure that you love the process, that you feel cared for, that you feel celebrated when you win, that we are winning together, that's sharing the love, man. That's sharing the love. Your customers, when you make your customers feel loved, cherished, you make them the heroes, that's where word of mouth comes from. That's where the community builds. We have to realize it's like, it's about sharing the love. It's just about sharing the love. And you gotta find your way of doing that in your rhythm and how you talk about others with their habits 
in how you mindfully strive together and how you practice all the principles that we talked about today. This is leadership. It's loving what we are doing together. It's caring for one another. They're not your followers. They're your collaborators, your co-creators. That's why I love leadership. Okay, my friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Brendan Show. Tell some people about this episode. It's on each of us to spread positivity and empowerment during these times of chaos and negativity, right? So I'm asking you to be the dealer of hope and personal growth and education in your tribe. So take a screenshot right now and share the screenshot and this link to this episode with three of your friends today. Post it on social media. Use the hashtag growth day. That's hashtag growth day because that's the name of my company. And we're always giving away prizes to our community. If you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. So my last thought for today, please remember you are stronger than you think and the future holds good things for you. Tomorrow can be an inspired day. Every new morning is a second chance. Every day is a great day to grow. We're thankful to have you here in the Growth Day community, so be sure to go deeper with us at growthday.com. Hey, I wanted to hop in here and share with you my love for community.com. Every major celebrity uses U.S. presidents use this. The biggest companies in the world use this. They give you a 10-digit phone number, but it's kind of like having an inbox for your texting. You can segment it to people um, and they can reply back. And it's just really cool because you can also send video and you can send audio. And it's so beautiful of a design that it's really easy to figure out. You know, I don't like all those other systems that send out like some weird little code that you just know is like a promotion. The reason they called it community.com is because they really believe you have to have a text community in the modern area. Texting adds a whole other level. People open up their texts way more. It's way more, you know, effective as a promotional vehicle. And it's something that I deeply, deeply believe in. In fact, I invested in them and I've advised the senior team. I'm telling you what, my audience loves it. It's increased the engagement across everything I do. And you can get a free demo when you go to community.com. Just like it sounds, community.com. Check it out. Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I wanna jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me, or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling, you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses, or where I go live in my membership areas, or how I accept money online, now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled 
K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course and set up automations to sell the course and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules? Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com. Hey, it's Brendan. And I wanna tell you about Circle and how powerful it is if you're trying to build your online community outside of Facebook groups. You know, I had this problem a couple of years ago where I just started noticing when I was running a Facebook group, um, really Facebook was incentivized to kind of steal my customer and steal my audience. So they'd recommend other things I didn't like, or honestly, my members were losing my posts in the feed. I didn't really have the information or the data about the people in the group that I wanted. It was hard to actually communicate with them offline, out of the group. And most importantly, it was hard to sell stuff and have an actual business from it without driving them to other places. And then came along Circle. And it's just at the website circle.so. So just go to circle.so. And you can see that they have built this incredible platform that allows you to host a community, go live in that community, and really segment the community into these different spaces where you can give people access to different levels of content or community, which I absolutely love. Because you know, in my businesses, I've got new people coming in, I've got paying members coming in, I've got all these different products or courses or programs, and, and they've always had these different logins, they've been all over the place. Now with Circle, it's in one place. My community can meet there. They can post, I can post, we can use like multimedia posts as well. They can post video or audio, so can I. I can organize things, all of my content in very unique places and grant access to only some people. And of course, I can have my team in there moderating the whole community with me. Everybody needs this. Everyone's trying to build their community, but they struggle. Like what system or what tools do you need to use or have? Trust me, building it out on your own not an option, too expensive, too time consuming. So go to circle.so and check it out. If you're trying to build a community and really maintain control of that community and do a great job serving them and building a business from it, go to circle.so.